Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 494 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I am your host, LeChonk, and joining me, we have the LeChonk, the LeChonk, the LeChonk, Sir Colonel LeChonk. What's up, LeChonk? LeChonk. LeChonk! <laughs> I am Tyler, and that is Sir Colonel Gables. What's yo, up, buddy? I'll tell you what, man. It's been, a, it's been an exciting week in the world of video games. We had the Pokemon Direct, the second trailer for scarlet and violet hit we had the playstation state of play this past week the third party focused for the most part other than that though a bunch of interesting gaming stuff i finished one game i started something else and it's like an interesting week in the world of video games for not mm-hmm. only for everyone else out there that's listening in or watching us on youtube which, which hi by the way <laughs> hope you stay for a while anyway Please. Other than that, though, everything else is going pretty good. Pick a seat. How are you doing, Tyler? Oh, you know me, man. Clanging and banging as always. Uh, Drinking. Just pop this beer open here. (laughs) Gold Cliff IPA. It's uh, from the Kona Brewing Company. I bought like a a twelve pack of like combo of like mixer thing. Yeah. Uh, And I haven't had this one yet, and it is uh, fantastic. Nice. Um, Hitting their spot. I'm just gonna take a sippy sip sip here. Mmm. That's good shit. (laughs) <laughs> I really like that. Sitting, I haven't had. I usually have a beer or two before we start recording. I haven't had one because, well, we got a minor spoiler. Alert, we're recording three episodes tonight, so Ooh. Daddy's got to take it a little slow. So, uh, and I'm running low on beer as well. I only got like five left in there, so they're probably gonna get drink tonight. But I got to space it out a little bit here. So, um, but yeah, doing okay. Uh, you know, yeah. So it's been a it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy time for video games. Um, it's usually it's you know it's usually we're coming up on what typically is gamer christmas for us you know we have the e3 this year obviously we don't have e3 but we have the summer game fest and all that uh we just had the state of play we had the pokemon reveal um cross fingers maybe there's a Nintendo direct announced this week for some time next week mm. that'd be great um but yeah um none else going on outside oh i do want to thank um if you are oh excuse me a little burpy burp yeah get used to those if you're a new listener um but uh we had, we did the um we had the I had the Pokemon Direct reveal live reaction I did yes. on Wednesday and then I did the state of play for PlayStation on Thursday uh, right after work I got home sat down watched that thing um literally all I did was turn, change my change it to a shirt because so you couldn't see where I work um but um sat down I, I live reacted those ones uh the Pokemon one blew the fuck up for us anyways uh, it's like one point five uh thousand views um so really appreciate if you uh for the people that uh got decent chunk of subscriptions out of that one uh got you know good chunk of views and thumbs up we really really appreciate that if you if you shared it really appreciate that and if you're sticking around because of that hey really appreciate that um we you know it's we've been doing this for it's really great especially you know last week being our nine-year anniversary and then i have uh that by far our most popular thing we've ever done yeah on um uh podcast like audio video whatever wise um pretty big for us so we really appreciate um you know do watching that you know liking it commenting on it um really whatever that really it really means a lot um so thank you so much um for for that and i hope you guys stick around you like the show and um you know cl- keep clicking those uh those thumbs ups comments on the show tell us what you think um please be nice don't be rude if you I mean, if you got criticisms that's fine just you know be nice about it um, we're very sensitive souls. Um, and I'm a ginger and I don't have a soul, but I'm still very sensitive. Uh, <laughs> I have to use sensitive skin body lotion. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, but uh, thank you guys. And um, if you're watching this right now or listening to us on any of our uh, podcast feeds that we're on, uh, you know, look, look in the uh, in the show notes down there and I'll have links to pretty much everything that we're on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all those places. So uh, like false, like go to those places that you're on, like false, subscribe to us, please. Uh, you know, especially like Twitter is where I, I tip, we typically use for updates on the show or like when the new episode comes out or like, you know, we've been having a good, a good chunk of fun with the uh, going back and down memory lane and rewatching some old uh, E3 press conferences the last couple weeks. We're going to take a break from it this week just simply because we're recording uh, a few podcasts um, tonight. Uh, we're going to we're doing our main regular show right now. And then I'll check back in a couple of days. We're going to do it. We're, we're uh, I'm going to spread them out throughout the week. Um, so that way they're just not kind of like getting lost in the shuffle. Um, but in a couple of days, probably on Monday, I'll post the summer game fest. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do like a prediction slash they're going to be shorter episodes unless we just bullshit for an hour and a half, which we typically do. Um, especially like I've been doing the last five minutes. Uh, but uh, we're going to do that. It's going to be kind of like prediction slash like what we'd like to see, what we think could be there. And, uh, our expectations for Summer Game Fest 2022, and then we're also going to do the Xbox Bethesda uh, like prediction. It's kind of the same thing. Predi- overall conversation prediction, what we would like to see, what we think. We're not going to do bets or anything. Um, we're just, just going to be a, a you know chilled conversation, but we'd like what we, what we think and all that fun jazz. So, uh, but yeah, Gables, um, let's get into it, buddy. Um, like I said, I did a live react to this one. If you if you are one of the people that didn't watch it, um, go back check a couple of videos back and you'll see it in there it's just me smiling at a chunk like a fucking idiot um but gables uh we have a few things here i want to point out that um i didn't know anything before i did the live reveal and be- when the f- video first came up i said my prediction was november 18th because it was the friday before black friday it's yep. friday friday before thanksgiving that's typically the big nintendo pokemon date yes when uh, they have their big like either it was like a zelda or mario whatever typically comes out that friday um, and God damn it, I was right. November 18th. You said it uh, on Twitter uh, a day or two before that, even before they announced there's going to be a Pokemon thing. But there were some rumblings, especially because uh, there was the Pokemon Go um, season was ending, I believe, on Wednesday as well. And there wasn't really a lot of updates on what the new season was going to yes. be. I don't think but... part of the reason why I did the guess that I did on Twitter was one of the two things. <clears throat> one, traditionally. Nintendo, when they go through and introduce like a new generation of like uh, Pokemon or even like revealing trailers, like the second trailer or something like that, it's usually inside that May or June yeah. scenario and stuff. And here we are, like the literally the first couple of days of June and stuff like that. And I made that post on Twitter. It's like, yeah, June I think first, it's yeah. I think it's going to be Wednesday, and I'm thinking it's going to be at 6 a.m. my time and like you no know, typical time and like at nine, like eight or nine Eastern time or something like that. And I was. I was spot on. I mean, that was a genuine guess, you know. I was based upon stuff. It may not be the most difficult guess in order to make, but at the same time, I had a feeling that we were going to be hearing more about Pokemon earlier on this week, and yeah, I was correct. <laughs> yeah, and we discussed it on last week's podcast before that. I'm like, oh, usually into May, around Memorial Day, we always get that um, when there's the E3 and stuff. When you know, there's always the Nintendo Direct the Tuesday uh, after uh, you know of E3, which would be June. 14th and look mm-hmm. at my calendar right yes i am uh that's be the typical day but obviously they have announcement yet but like typically when they have that in around memorial day they always have their pokemon thing it's a shorter video which you know obviously that ended up being the case it's just this time it's ended up being a trailer three minutes long um you we 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 both predicted that the uh pokemon legendary pokemon be announced 
I thought it'd be like uh, gelato because it's supposed to be in Spain, Spain. So I figured it'd be Spanish ice cream. So I was hoping the two legendaries would be like gelatin and gelatite or something like that. Just, you know, um, <laughs> do something with that. Um, obviously, it doesn't happen. Uh, but uh, it looks said November 18th. Nailed that one. Uh, Lechonk. Uh, Four-player co-op. Uh, Lechonk. Uh, I'm just going through my notes I have here. Uh, open world apparently you can go anywhere. Um, also, um, I forgot to mention Lechonk. Um Oh, there's also Gables, a pig Pokemon. I don't know if you know that. Um, but oddly enough, some of the biggest news was not in the trailer. Um, we didn't like, we didn't get the names of the legendaries in the trailer. We didn't get the, the four player co-op stuff was not really explicit in the trailer. Like it showed you what run it running around with what four different Pokemon, but it didn't really, uh, give you too much details in that one. I'm trying to find, um, should have done a better job with the notes here. Let me see if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Nintendo's official, website for the, or the scarlet violet official website for this one here okay. um so you can experience a new style of adventure with a world that we're free to explore at your leisure and not in any order directed by the story uh, you will of course join a uh, journey to hone your skills as a pokemon trainer but many more discoveries and stories await you i'm um, ready to meet a variety of people on pokemon and adventure in the world of pokemon the way you want to um so there's like a deeper experience with multiplayer gameplay, along with serious staples such as training and battling Pokemon. You'll be able to explore the various locations of any region in these games with other players. You can discover new Pokemon, and explore unfamiliar areas with your friends and family, opening a door to an adventure more precious than ever. Uh, then we also got like the I, I, why is it not in here? Sorry, I should have proofread this article before I, I went on it, but um. We got the we got the names for the the two uh, uh, professors for the yes. first time ever. We got two different professors. I believe Scarlet has the female, Violet yep. has the male. Uh, they're both uh, sexy AF, um, but they're they're also not named after uh, trees either, which is interesting. Yeah, right? it's actually think... the first time I can remember we're in a Pokemon game where they weren't directly named after a form of a tree. It's that I know of, but yeah. Uh... What was your overall thoughts on the other thing, Old Gables? Okay, so the second trailer I thought was fairly good in regards to providing adequate information not only of the release date of the game, which was fairly important. I felt it was going to be released by the end of this year and coincides what you were guessing earlier on with November 18th, 2022, the week before Thanksgiving. And on top of that, I did feel like that they did review more new Pokemon than I thought there was going to be. Initially, when I wait and try to go through and uh, did my guess of what the second trailer was going to be, I thought it had something to do with the regional forms. I know I made a guess in regards to maybe a regional form of Tauros or regional form of Miltank or something along those lines because I had been paying attention to some forms of like the uh, rumors provided by other supposed insiders and stuff and records the information in regards to Scarlet and Violet, like the one user on Twitter, Riddler Koo, I think that's one. He has his in-depth stuff, that his in-depth riddles and stuff that people try to decipher and do all this other crazy stuff. So I paid some little hints to that, you know, and then I was just uh, left really at a moderate sort of expectation with it. And then after that trailer was done, I felt like that uh, I was even more excited than I was initially because of not only the fact that you can actually go and have four-player co-op from the onset without it being so hit and miss one of the main critiques of sword and shield in my from my personal expect like played through and stuff online was a chore 
absolutely it was a chore try mm-hmm. to connect on to stuff join other players i mean going through and enjoy those uh, supposed raid battles against those big old gigantamax pokemon though that was a pain in the ass absolutely was and that was mostly due in regards to lack of like uh genuine excellent content in regards to the quality of the online experience itself and also has the much to do with nintendo's infrastructure for their online service that also played a role but having a four-player co-op online thing where each of you are doing your own thing in this big old expansive world and stuff like that i am excited about this premise what i'm mostly interested in seeing now is like with this sort of introduction like this supposed like uh this end goal and stuff like that to have this online co-op stuff I kind of wonder how the quality of the connections will be, whether or not the there's going to be some stuttering, is there going to be some like disconnection issues and stuff like that, because we both know that Nintendo Switch Online, in regards to online play, it can be hit and miss. And yeah. especially the last Pokemon game did have its issues, but in regards to what we did initially see inside the initial second trailer, it looks like they have improved somewhat in regards to what they're wanting to offer so i am excited about that seeing the new seeing the new pokemon obviously the chunk is one of the major ones and stuff that uh, that has inspired the internet my hope in regards to the new pokemon the chunk is that they don't not ruin him i've heard all sorts of various things that God, what he yeah. may evolve into what i'm saying oh. is if if they basically have him have his evolution where he's just wearing like eyeliner and a lipstick on him then i <laughs> If, uh, if his final form is he's a fucking he has an apple in his mouth, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> fucking pissed. He is perfect the way he is. He should not evolve. He should evolve into like a wild boar, you know, like a big old no, wild boar. No, tough. Gables, fuck you. No, <laughs> he stays how he is. He's perfect the way he is. Lechonk evolves into Badonk. <laughs> but, oh, oh, you know what? I'm in. I'm back in. What if what if he's just like like a a corgi type you know like the corgi one but like he's just got like a ass for days no, dude, no, okay I'm in dude, I'm back in it's like yeah you have like Yamper and all of a sudden like the little corgi Pokemon all of a sudden evolve into like almost almost like a freaking golden retriever in regards to like uh, God I forgot the name of the evolution now but anyway that's not important what is important though is more content in regards to what we were seeing inside the second trailer so yeah three new Pokemon Lechonk. Smoliv, which is a normal grass type, is pretty much like the second, to my knowledge, like confirmed like grass normal type. The first one being Deerling back around Generation 5. Then it's like the other one was Palmy, which is like the, the Pikachu clone it looks like. It is part electric. I've had heard some rumors that it possibly may evolve, and it may evolve like uh, Pokemon Beta... Pokemon that were like scrapped in some other forms because I'm not sure if you've seen some of the beta Pokemon sprites from Gold and Silver Tyler, but some of them are fairly interesting. And one of the things that it kind of remind me of is kind of remind me of this uh, Tiger line. There was a supposed Pokemon that was supposed to be like a tiger, and it was supposed to evolve twice, right? And this was a core concept that was introduced in first generation to second generation they couldn't fit into the first generation so they wanted to do with gold and silver but they ended up scrapping that fairly late into like the development cycle so that those assets were never used so i'm kind of wondering if not for that potentially that raichu evolution the gorochu thing may possibly be turning up 
the rumor has it is like there's some scrapped Pokemon stuff from those particular things I mentioned that could play a role inside of either Palmy or another Pokemon that's introduced. But uh, that's just rumor at this moment in time. I'm not sure if it'll actually come to fruition. It is fun to think about, though. But from the initial Pokemon that we had saw that was new, I fairly much like them. Because they mm. seemed fairly unique. It wasn't like, say, over, like overcomplicated with anything. I mean... Of course, you know, small live and stuff. It's pretty much a Pokemon based upon an actual living food. But uh, I like the idea of dual professors. One for each game and stuff. Yeah. Both represent Sada and Toro. Yeah, but Sada and... Sada? Toro and Sada? Yeah, Toro? Okay. Yeah, Sada and Tuno. And Turo. Turo. Just me getting adjusted to their names because they're not really like common names and stuff. It's kind of a struggle with me earlier on here. But uh, it was kind of brought back to what I initially had thought a couple weeks back to where it's like it represents past and future. So Pokemon Scarlet in regards to not only the professors, but also of the legendary box art ones, which is like Koridon and then Myridon for Violet and stuff. Both of them have implications of regards to past and future. So for Scarlet, you're more like a sort of like a rustic sort of vintage sort of look and feel. The professor, Professor Sada and stuff, is more like dressed in sort of like a tut, like a tribal sort of attire and stuff. If you actually watch a bit of the footage, you could actually see that she has like fangs, like some sort of sharp teeth or something like that. Kind of more primal mm-hmm. sort of looking. But when you go on to Violet, you see more of a futuristic type of aspect. I mean, literally when I saw the box arts and I did see, like, the aspects of them being, like, vehicles and stuff, I immediately thought of Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D. <laughs> the one where Don't you drive that. motorcycles and everything else like that. God. There are rumors circulating that these Pokemon are going to be rideable Pokemon inside the game. Like, kind of like how like Omega... Arceus. Kind of, not just like uh, Arceus oh. and stuff like that, but... Um, Yes, there are some writable Pokemon, but in terms of legendaries, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire had Latias and Latios, so you could fly around the Hoenn region and stuff and that. But uh, I love the look and designs of both the legendary Pokemon. I did like a bunch of what uh, offer and stuff. What I will say, to travel a little bit back for a moment here, Professor Turo... This comparison to like other people, like either from real life or even like the whole meme of the Giga Chad meme, is so fucking hilarious to me. Because it's basically that same style of haircut, that same sort of beard goatee combo and stuff like that. And there was a lot of jokes going on on Twitter. It's like, oh, this looks like such and such. Oh, it's like, oh no, this looks like. It's like this looks like the that dude Kit from the Kid Christmas Show, or this looks like Shady Penguin, you know, or this looks like this and stuff. It's. I definitely loved all the laughs that were coming out of the whole Giga Chad stuff. I remember talking with one of my coworkers a couple days ago, and she thought it was rather creepy that the dude looks so similar to the fucking Giga Chad meme. <laughs> but um, other aspects about that trailer, two schools. I'm ho- I'm hoping that uh, it's just going to be two rival schools going against one another and stuff like that. I kind of hope it's not like. One version, oh, okay, you're just going to do this school. And then for that version, you're just going to do that school. And then have all that go along with different sort of aspects. Kind of like Sword and Shield, the DLC Part 2 did. Where, like, 
one version had a different school than the other and it came with a different Pokemon. Yes, exactly the point. I kind of like the idea in regards to a story to where it's just two rival schools like fighting against one another or something like that. Or even in regards to variations in regards to like, say, gym leaders or wherever the heck they try to go with and stuff. I kind of hope like it's not as streamlined as that, you know, like this feel it truly feels like the first generation in a while to where I feel like I'm actively wanting to get both versions of it again because it could be just enough difference to justify buying both. <laughs> but if I had to really lean on to a version of it, I'd like to possibly pick up Pokemon Scarlet. I mean, red's a good color for me, and I really don't mind like the orange aesthetics. But after all that, though, Tyler, what was your thoughts of it? Uh, I thought it was good. Um, I wish there was a little more because it's typically with this, you know, when we get this Pokemon event direct, whatever you want to call it, um, there, it's kind of like the big blowout for the game mm-hmm. uh, where we get, you know, we, we see all the evolution forms of the starters. We see um, kind of like more of the towns, more of the gyms, the battles, of, um, excuse me, the, like the gym leaders, stuff like that. And, uh, and we get a lot more gameplay in this. Like we got like, I don't know, maybe like 20 seconds of gameplay combined. Like I definitely, you know, for people, if whether, if you didn't see the video, don't remember of my reaction. Like I got really excited when I saw, um, the trainer sneaking mm-hmm. like an Arceus, I yes. just, like all the gameplay we've seen looks like it's, um, Arceus like, and that's kind of like why, you know, we look at the legendaries one it looks, one looks like one oh, flies and one drives. So exactly. maybe one you can fly and then when you, you drive, um, I, we didn't really see like the UI of the, uh, or the HUD, of, of the, the Pokemon battle they had. So I'm like, is that, I kind of want, like I, the, one of my favorite parts outside of the, uh, obviously the, the catching of the Pokemon stuff like that was the battling was so fast paced. And actually the game was actually Arceus was rather difficult where you kind of had to move fast and you like your strat, like strategizing actually was really important as far as like using the right Pokemon. Like you couldn't just like when I played, uh, the Pokemon games from last November, I can't remember what, the, which, what they're called now. Um, the I, I Diamond and Pearl, the brilliant Thank diamond, you. shining pearl. Yeah, those ones. Um, but like, I, I my starter Pokemon, I think I picked the grass type. I don't remember what type I picked, but like, I just like brute force my entire way mm-hmm. through like the first five gym battles, even like against like fire starters and uh, like all the all the ones that you're supposed to be like weak against or not have like a bit like a. Uh, be sh- strong against like I just brute force my way through the entire entirety of that section like 15 hours of just my starter Pokemon I'm like well, this kind of sucks uh, so I like I just kind of felt and we, you know I just kind of fell off of it and also I'm more of like uh, I play Pokemon for you know my nostalgia like I you know I love you know I, I love like X and Y I talked about when, if you want like we did the live reaction thing going back in time to the Pokemon X and Y reveal and I talked about there I'm like this direct here for pokemon is what brought me back to pokemon and nintendo but specifically pokemon in this case where you know the, the nostalgia factor it was big it was big changes like arceus really brought me back i love that game could not put it down when i played it and in fact like my big thing when, we, when they revealed it earlier this year was like just do that in gen 9 and it looks like they're doing that maybe um now how is it going to run obviously is the big important factor like arceus like had its issues like all the switch games have issues at this point you know, we, we... yeah they're pretty much at their 
their systems peak inside the life yeah, cycle here. They were at their peak like a year and a half ago, but yeah. you know, it's definitely it's the, the struggle now at this point is like how you know like we we've seen like especially later in like the life for a generation of, of uh, video game consoles where like there's like you just like how the like you think it's maxed out and then like somebody does something like incredibly impressive it's like how the fuck does a game look this good or this big or do this uh so maybe they they have it in them to do this on this for this one um i don't know um but yeah i mean all of it looks really good looks really promising i just like the, the big thing is like i just want to see more of the gameplay i want to see like like this wasn't the big blowout i was expecting like, like typically we don't see big pokemon news at nintendo directs it's always separate uh so now um I, i'm like if we do have a direct in a week and a half a couple two weeks whatever it is like is it gonna like are we gonna see more of that like when is that when is that big blowout gonna happen for this like they're i mean they're gonna have to do another trailer or a pokemon event whatever they whatever they whatever they're called um to kind of blow this thing out unless they're gonna do like drip feed us information but it's like i want to see what it's like to walk around this world. Cause like mm-hmm. they had the open world thing in short and shield. I've talked about several times over the years where it's like, it's really cool in theory, but that, that, that like, I just never went into it because when you would go in there, it just, the, the thing, it just ran so poorly. It was you like, you bring up some great fucking points. Sucks. And also when it comes to like the open world, sort of like mechanics and stuff like that, I'm much more excited for like Scarlet and Violet in that respect, because even dating back to sword and shield, there were still areas that were barred off and stuff. In Pokemon Legends Arceus, you could go and explore around the specific areas, but it was just basically within that area itself to where you had to go through and select just to go to another area and stuff. You couldn't just go from one place to another from, like, the get-go, sort of like a Breath of the Wild or, like, Horizon or whatever the hell. My main hope with Scarlet and Violet is similar to something like Breath of the Wild or, like, like Horizon, like, for, like, Zero Dawn or something to where... I want uh, Horizons way too is way too much for this for the Switch, but yeah, I I understand you going. What do you mean? But what I under, well, what I'm saying is I want to be able to do like other traditionally open world games would do, which I want to go forth to explore. I want to go to specific areas regardless of what my Pokemon's le- levels are. If the trainers in the gym leaders and potential like Pokemon League, if they scale alongside my leveling, I would love that. Because yeah, that's that the, would that's not punish hope. me for going to a specific area too soon. Yeah, and then that, that, that's what. Yeah, like I mean, like there's definitely like, like okay, like right now it's all advertised. Like they're like they're saying all the right things. Yeah, they've shown us like little snippets of the right things, but like, yeah, it's like okay, like but in the, in, the, in the trailer you you try to show a four player co op, but literally you you, you show four, four Pokemon trainers. Like, like standing in a circle and then they run opposite directions. Yep. Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> like, what? Like, does that mean they can just walk around my world? Or like, is there? Are we tied to a screen? How does that work? Is it just like you? Like, it's a separate. Like, it's almost like you have to go to like the computer to do- join it, and then you like you're in like this different area together. Uh, how is the open world? Is it going to be like Arceus, which I'm not, I'm totally fine with. Like, where it's like it's not really open world. It's just open areas. Right. And you have to like go back. You go back to the the town, and then you go to the next area, you know. And, which I, you know, I'm it's as a workaround. I'm fine with like it's definitely like, you, I mean, and I understand like I hear a lot of people is like, why do we give a pass to Pokemon? Well, a it's Pokemon, and we people love Pokemon. We love Pokemon, and it's just kind of held hostage, not hostage, but it's on it's on Nintendo consoles, and they're just kind of held to the power of the Switch. So it's like, I mean, definitely this is something that I mean games have been doing this 
way better than what this is promising to do 15 years ago. Um, as far as like the online, co the open world part, online co-op and all that, like, but it's like, I mean, it's exciting for, you know, what it is, but yeah, definitely. It's like, I mean, we understand like this should have been done, you know, in the, in the, the Wii era. Uh, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I'm definitely excited. I just have a lot of, I was like, you're like I said, they're saying a lot of the right things or like, they're, but it's like, how is this going to work when, when it comes to actually doing it? What's it going to be like? Cause yeah, like we talked about like the Nintendo online is just not up to snuff. It's no more than two generations. Like the PS3 online wasn't great and it was free. Um, but this is the, the Nintendo switch online stuff is worse and we pay $20 a year for it. Um, so, and you know, at least PS3 had, you can talk to friends online without using a fucking cell phone. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to get to that conversation, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I'm, I'm super excited for it. Like I do, like I am, I'm really, really excited for it. It's just like, I have a lot more questions and answers at this point. It's like, I just, like, I kind of wish we got the big blowout here. And it's like, like they, they tease, this feels like a tease to something like, it's almost like E3 sometimes like you'll like, they'll have like, like, uh, the, they'll be like the EA play. Like, uh, a few years ago they did the EA play. Like they revealed Anthem on, on like on, on Thursday or something at the EA, at the EA play for E3. And then, Hey, check back at the Xbox event on Sunday, uh, for, for gameplay of it. Like it almost felt like a that where it's like, we're, we're setting it up here and we're going to pay it off here in a few days. Right. Uh, and right now, like I keep looking at my calendar. Sorry. That's why I keep looking up over here for, for video listeners, uh, audio listeners. You're fine. Just don't, don't, don't you can ignore the last five seconds. Uh, but yeah, like, is there, is this, I don't think it's going to be a summer game fest. I don't like Nintendo is not on the summer game fest, um, list for companies evolved. So I don't think it's there. Um, if there's a direct happening, um, it's, it's gotta be there, I guess. But like I've said, Pokemon doesn't show up at directs typically for Nintendo. Um, they always do their own thing. So I don't know. Um, it's just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I am as hyped as I have been in a long time. Mm. Like Arceus, I was super hyped for, but I was like, I mean, I was at the same point with I was, this is exactly how I was going in Arceus. Uh, I, I was, I'm more, my expectations are higher for this game. Cause it's just, it's a, it's a gen nine. Uh, but like I was incredibly happy for what Arceus could be. Uh, but it's, but also with a, a million concerns. And I feel like more times than not, they did a good job with it. So, uh, but this game is going to be, is, is bigger and more important than Arceus. So we'll have to wait and see, but Gables, we need to move on. Uh, we're, we're just, really, we're really focusing on like the two big topics this week, the state of play and Pokemon Scarlet. And, uh, I almost said, I keep wanting to say Scarlet and Nexus. I keep typing it out. I, I, I keep Scarlet and Violet. I want to ask before we move on Gables. Um, are you, are you going to be, I, cause I always buy the opposite of you. Yeah. Are you team Scarlet or, or team Violet? Um, oh. cause I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to GameStop this week. I'm going to pre-order it. Uh, so oh. I need to get the other one. So you got to make a decision right now. I'm going to go with Pokemon Scarlet. All right. So I'm getting Violet. Got it. Okay. Sweet. I think that's the one I wanted anyway. So it works out perfectly. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on, Gables, to the state of play here. I think we can just kind of like tackle these like chunks here. So um, start off here. If if you saw the my live reaction to it, um, it started off with a date, March 23rd, 2023. And I, like, I as soon as I saw the, 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 uh, the date for it, I'm like, I'm like, that's. Resident Evil font. 
Like they have a very specific font. And then they started playing like the the guitar, and I'm like, wait, that's also the Last of Us and like all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm like. I'm like, wait, this is the, this is also Last of Us font. I'm like, fuck, what is this? But I'm like, <laughs> this is supposed to be a third party event. Uh, I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Turned out being Resident Evil 4 remake, the rumors are true. Uh, Imran Khan from Fanbyte um, reported on this earlier this year, uh, and he uh, stated that there was a lot of issues. They actually had to switch. There was a different team working on it, and they actually had to switch it back to the Resident Evil 2 remake team uh, to kind of save it. But it was supposed to come out this year, but because of that, it got moved to. Next year, we got a little bit of gameplay, not a lot, um, but uh, yeah. So we got. It looks like it's gonna be like it's. It sounds like from what it sounds like it's gonna be more taking place at night. Uh, Ashley doesn't look like a fourteen-year-old um, girl, which is nice because um, it's kind of it's kind of creepy. Because um, she like at the end of Resident Evil Four, minus where alerts on the jet ski, she's yeah. like, "Hey, uh, Leon, you want to go fuck after this?" It's like, woman, you are fourteen years old. <laughs> Uh, but you're supposed to be like 21 or 22. Uh, it's very weird. Uh, but now she looks like an actual like woman, which uh, is great. Not in a creepy way, but like it's a little less creepy. Um, I, I wonder. I'm, I, I'm assuming they're going to take that part out in this game. Uh, but it's apparently supposed to take place mostly at night. Uh, in the the original like Resident Evil 4 beta that they had, not that we played it, but like some of the stuff that's been talked about over t- over the last 20 years or so about that game was like originally Resident Evil 4 was going to be much darker. Um, more horror game than what instead of an like Resident Evil Four is really what turned more into like an action yeah uh, franchise which we saw how that went five and six um but yeah so it sounds like it's it's going back to more of that more more dark um we didn't we didn't see Salazar in the game the little guy uh that's like very comedic uh I don't know if he's supposed to be comedic but um we see like the guy like we didn't see the chainsaw guy we didn't see like any things that are more kind of funny but it sounds like they're gonna like uh they're going to focus more on also the side characters in the game. Uh, there's a guy like there's, uh, there's always like the most epic moment in that game where like you're trapped in the house with the, with the other guy and he helps you out. Uh, but he, I think he dies fairly early. Is it Luis? I always I forget, think it's I Luis. Name. Yeah. Okay. I kind of, I've been, I, I'm, it's like eight bucks on PS on PlayStation. I might buy it and replay this game. I replay it. I beat this game. I've talked about this. This is one of my top five games, favorite games of all time. I beat this game more than any other game ever. Yeah. I remember like going through and trying to like beat it, like to see if like, if I can get a, if I can kill a thousand zombies or if I can beat this game without getting hit or I, I beat it so much. That I, I maxed out everything in the game and then bought the infinite rocket launcher. And then I beat the entire game only using the infinite rocket launcher. And I never played it again. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I probably beat that game 20 times at least. Um, so, but yeah, it sounds like it's going to be uh more going back to the roots, more going back, well, like Resident Evil 2 was, like more like in, it's the development team with that. Uh, they also announced that there's going to be a PSVR 2 content coming uh, for that. They didn't say if it's going to be day and date, though. Uh, but I'm wondering, they did the Resident Evil 4 um, VR game. They just like remastered it for Quest, I believe, last year. Um, and also they announced that Resident Evil uh, Village uh, that came out last year is getting, will be fully playable uh, for PSVR 2 as well. Uh, no date on that. So, Gables, initially, just based off the Resident Evil news we got there, what, what was your feelings on it? Well, I was kind of interested in finding out that there wasn't any Resident Evil Village DLC. You know, that one's kind of yeah. surprising to me because, for one... That was my first, that one the that was my first thought. That was the perfect yeah. place to go forth an announcement. I understand why they wanted to go for PlayStation VR 2 in regards to have that game be imported on that, but... Considering that game released last year and stuff, and it's still highly popular in that regards. So, mm. I mean, having some form sold over ten million. Yeah, exactly. It sold for over ten million and stuff. Why not have DLC content for that thing front and center 
in regards to having that. Yeah. And hey, if you well, yeah, it, they announced they announced. Um, sorry to cut you off, but like they did announce last E three that they were starting development on DLC, and I, I'm wondering if they just weren't planning on it, so maybe they just they weren't. And then there was also that the the Resident Evil Eight Reverse or whatever the fuck the mm-hmm. multiplayer game is still not out yet. Yeah. Uh, now it's supposed to come out day and date, and I don't, I don't, it just hasn't been out yet. So maybe they're still working on that. That's I don't know. I don't fucking know. But anyway, going yeah. to the obviously the uh, big horse in the middle of the room here, Resident Evil Four remake, dude. This thing looks interesting, and not just in regards mm-hmm. to the whole new aesthetics and like new coats of paint being pushed upon this game and stuff, but uh, new voice actor for Leon. You don't have the original yeah. voice actor and stuff front and center. That's kind of interesting. But in terms of... Is it the same guy from Resident Evil 2, though? I'm not sure. The remake of 2? It could be. But then again, yeah. I didn't play 2 a hell of a lot. I only played it for maybe a few hours. But... Okay. I beat it last year, but I guess I, I didn't really like... It's a very generic voice, though. It's not like... Right. I don't think it really stands out. But... It's not bad. It's just fine. Go ahead. In order for what I... Okay, so from what I did see initially, this definitely gets gives off a darker feel in regards to how Resident Evil 4 was initially, to where there was some horror elements, survival horror elements in it, but it was mostly action-oriented, like you were stating. In terms of this, this looks like, this is like a mix between what they have accomplished from like Resident Evil 7 and 8, and then the remasters of 2 and 3, and now we're mm-hmm. seeing that type of improvement being implemented in Resident Evil 4. This could be the res. Honestly, this may be overhyping it, and this may be like come back to bite me later on. But if they're going to be doing that type of quality control, like they did in like Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake, and especially from the fantastic job they have done in giving out like Resident Evil 7 and 8 and stuff, mm-hmm. this could be an even better version of Resident Evil 4 than initially what we got back in 2005. I mean, it has yeah. that potential. There's definitely some interesting aspects of it. I like that they did remake Ashley in, re- in regards to potentially having her have her own separate sections. It looked like they were hinting to, which that would be yeah. a big improvement considering that the escort missions inside of Resident Evil 4 were not that fun to yeah. me. Absolutely. No, it's that, awful. That was one yeah. of the worst parts of that, that game. There was a lot of fantastic elements in Resident Evil 4. I mean, hell, don't get, don't get me wrong, but... Have an escort the president's daughter going through like specific portions and then like basically having to hide her inside of like containers or like or like bins or something like that so you could finish off like some of those lost Muertes, like not lost Muertes, but like those villagers and stuff like that and like other big old monsters and stuff like that. That was the biggest pain in the ass in regards to Resident Evil 4 classic. Yeah. But detecting her while she was using she was using the crank. Yes. And, oh god that was yeah like i it's one of my favorite games of all time but that's definitely like the escort mission stuff that was like super super popular back in that, that, that era especially like yes the, like the oh, like the gta sandbox games mm. like that was the thing here's the thing um, though it's like for escort missions not every game could be as good as say like an ico in regards to escort stuff yeah but but yeah overall i was left with a great impression of this remaster i'm I actually was fairly surprised. Front and center, they announced a yeah. release date for it. And then they made you guess, like, okay, what's coming out in late? Thing? Is this The Last of Us Part 2? The font looked fairly similar. Or is it The yeah, Last of Us remake, remake or whatever the fuck? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's Resident Evil 4. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was talking about, I mean, when I, when I was watching the live, when I was in the live reaction, I immediately was like, this 
state of play is way bigger than I thought it would be uh, ever. Like I like there was a lot of talk that Street Fighter Six was going to be there, and then Final Fantasy Sixteen could be there, and I was even doubting that one, even though they said spring of this year that they would show it off. Um, but yeah, like wavering a thought, definitely. Like I said, like I agree with you. Like I don't think it's crazy to think that this could be better than the original Resident Evil Four, and also I mean it's definitely difficult. Like I've tried to go back and replay Resident Evil Four, like on 360 years ago when they did the HG remaster, I played the Wii port uh, a long time ago and it just didn't, uh, it just doesn't really, it didn't age super well, you know, over time it was especially cause it was like the it was before twin sticks. So the controls are just like, uh, you can't move and shoot. Uh, so yeah, I definitely like, it's not, I don't think it's great. Like, I don't know if this game, like as far as like, you know, like I said, Resident Evil 4 is top five game of all time to me, but that's definitely, you know, all time, you know, cause I, beat like I said I beat that game so many times but like definitely like if I was gonna do like modern day top five list it wouldn't be in that because that like that's all this is nostalgia talking like Metal Gear Solid it's probably my one or two favorite game of all time but like playing comparing it to games nowadays it's not uh but yeah so I'm not I don't think like it, I don't think it's crazy to say that games I really don't um and I mean I'll, I'll be right by your side if that comes out <laughs> it, it fails but I don't think it will um next up we had like a we had a vr section here like we was on resident Evil 8 that's cool resident Evil, by the way i do love the fact that they started off right away with lady d standing over you in the <laughs> vr i'm like okay they know they know uh they, they get along i mean they they did the tweets about she's over she's like seven foot nine and she weighs this one like oh god you're just making people thirstier um that, that'd be just kind of anyways, a funny sort of thing if it's like the first thing you do you just look up and you just see this massive woman over there and obviously you just see that hand like, she's, oh. st- she's a foot <laughs> yeah you just see a foot come down on you and she steps on you that would be amazing um we had a resident Evil, oh, geez, resident Evil, walking dead saints sinners retribution uh chapter two is coming uh apparently it's coming to uh psvr one this year uh but it's coming to psvr two next year Okay. Um, next up, we had No Man's Sky. It's, it's coming to PSVR two. They were they were it was already like in PSVR one. I don't know if it's a full game though. Uh, they also announced they also showed off gameplay for uh, the Horizon Call of the Mountain. It's the the VR version of the Horizon uh, Forbidden West Zero Dawn games. Um, look, I think he plays a guy named Rock, Rock Raya. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that was the big thing they were showing off because that's supposed to be like the big launch game for this thing. Mm-hmm. This is the showpiece. Uh, I thought it looked cool. Uh, I, you know, some of that, you know, Horizon Forbidden uh, or uh, Zero Dawn was my game of the year 2017. Uh, Forbidden West is fantastic and very well could be my game of the year for this year. Um, I don't know. I, it's just like, it looks very, I mean, the problem with VR games is like when I played, when I, have, I have the PSVR. It's been sitting in a closet mostly for the last, you know, five years. Uh, but when I play like games are like, action games, shooter games, stuff like that. Like they just don't play as well because they're like very slow. And that's like the big thing I heard about like half like Al- half like Alex. That's like the big, like uh, that's like the bit, the best, a lot of people consider one of the best VR games ever. It's like they very, they very much dumbed down like the AI and like slowed the game down because of VR. You can't obviously move as fast. Um, and that, and that, this gets what the game looks like, especially like a horizon. It's a very fast paced game. Uh, it looks very slow, but it looks great. But like, it definitely looks like it slowed the game down. So it's like, um, I don't know. Like I am very much out on VR right now as a thing. Like just not for me. I'm not as like, I don't think it's like a dead thing. I just, it's not for me. Um, you know, it's very expensive to get into, uh, and 50, 50 chance I get sick, but I don't know. Like, what is this game? Like, is this going to be like a full fledged game? Like a lot of the big games that came to like the PSVR one were like more like tech demos, like the, right. ba- the Batman game they did, uh, last guardian they did, uh, Astro bot was actually very good. Um, 
but like it was only like a four like a four hour game. So like how big is this game? Like most of the big stuff that came out for that thing were like like I said tech demos and they're only an hour or two and like they're showpiece things. They weren't like full fledged games. So like what is this thing? How big is it gonna be? But I don't know, Gable's like we had that we had this VR section. I mean, anything that kinda of stood out for you on that? As far as the VR section maybe Horizon to some extent, but didn't really tickle my fancy in regards to all the other VR stuff. It's that's because my interest in VR is really not that great. But at the same time, I thought that this particular string of VR games announced like all in a row and stuff like that, that definitely was coming down from the high of like the Resident Evil Four stuff. Obviously, like it was that I felt like that was probably one of the lower parts of that whole entire thirty-minute like state of play. But uh, at the same time, like right after the whole like VR game and stuff, and then going into the announcements of like that update for Horizon Forbidden West and stuff with yeah. like the, uh, I thought that that started to pick back up that state of direct and stuff to where now we know that uh, even from the day of that state of play and stuff, it was a free update. You know, you can do new game plus an uh, ultra difficulty yep. mode. You can do like transmog, transmog reset you skills, know. new trophies. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. That gives even more credence for for gamers like myself that uh, decided to wait for to play Horizon Forbidden West because of uh, being engrossed in Elden Ring. <laughs> ba- big big mistake on your end. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I mean, the VR stuff didn't really do too much to me. Yeah, I think it's definitely like you're. I think at this point, people are pretty much in on on VR or you're out on it. Um, and right now, I'm. 95 percent out so i'm sure if i had a chance uh, to next... try to possibly may play some bit of yeah it. it's definitely it's definitely like i i mean remember like uh i was kind of iffy on it and then like they had like the resident evil 7 was like the big thing coming out for it and i like they had like actually at the GameStop nearby they had a um like actually a van there like you can do a demo of resident evil 7 in vr and i went there with justin like my best friend and uh uh, we were like iffy on it and like he came away and he's like came away like dude like i've been this excited about games since the week like i first played the wii um justin's very weird um as far as gamer goes like he loves just new shit no um, doubt. so he was he, he loves the wii u uh which we all love the wii u but he oh, loves yeah. like he like he likes the, the gamepad he's fucking weird um he thinks skyward sword's a good game he's fucked up uh i can't help the guy uh but um I remember him just like, I'm like, that's pretty cool. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm like $500 invested on it, but it's pretty cool. And he was like, uh, like that day he went and like bought everything, pre-ordered everything. I can't remember if it was out or not, but like he immediately went and like got everything for the, like was all set and ready to go for anything. Uh, but next up here we had Spider-Man remastered is officially coming to, um, PC on August 12th. Oddly enough though, it was not in the, uh, the video, but Miles Morales is also coming yes. to PC, but it's coming later this fall. Fucking just really weird that they didn't yeah, have. Yeah, why you think you would like to mention Miles Morales while like you have Spider-Man remastered and stuff front and center? But regardless, two great Spider-Man games coming to PC that should get a lot of people excited in that regards. Fantastic. Yeah, two of the best games in the last five years. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jim Ryan said in a thing a couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago, that they're expecting to make $300 million on PC gaming uh, for, for PC games um, in this fiscal year. 
Um, and last year they made like 80 million, which is like four times higher than the year previously. Mm. And it's like, well, how the fuck are you going to do that? Uh, well, this is how you do it. You put out the fucking two Spider-Man games on PC. And, and, did you notice, um, and did you notice, though, that there was another developer in regards to the porting process? And that's Nixus. The company yeah, that they the acquired. company they just bought. Yeah. Yep. Which is interesting because they had like a bunch of deals with other companies. They just bought them, I think, earlier this year yep. or late last year. Uh, but they had a lot of deals in place, so it seems like they're kind of free up on those, so now they can start uh, pumping those things out. And like, I mean, we're we're starting to see. Uh, I think Miles Morales will be the soonest a PlayStation exclusive has been on uh, PC, not including Death Stranding, but Death Stranding was published by Five Hundred Five Games yes. on PC. Uh, PlayStation owns the console rights to that game. Um, Next up, um, also, I, I thought it was going to be Returnal, because Returnal was leaked on Steam uh, like a day or two before the state of play, so that's probably coming soon. So, uh, But next up here, Stray, uh, this was, we talked about this last week, the, the date was like leaked online uh, last week uh, to, for July 19th, ended up becoming true. Uh, that's that game where you play as a cat, uh, looks like a puzzle platformer type game. Uh, in like a cyberpunk world where like there's no people, just robots. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also coming to the middle tier of state uh, for PlayStation Plus. Yes. Uh, not the premium one, but the uh, I can't remember. Like it's not essential. Extra, extra. Um, so if you like do the hundred dollar a year or like fifteen bucks a month, uh, that's coming in there day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gables, I don't know. Like we've seen, we had the teaser trailer a couple years ago. We had the first trailer last year. And we had this trailer here. Um. What's your opinions on Stray? I'll be perfectly honest with you. After seeing that trailer, it looked fairly interesting in regards to not only the exploration aspects of it, but the story of it actually interested me quite a bit because it's like you have this cat that has like a little like uh, computer or somewhat that it carries and stuff that is influencing it to go forth to different spots and this and that. This whole mm-hmm. aspect of this dystopian world where there's just basically robots is going through just controlling a lot of various daily live stuff. But uh, I like the explorational aspect of that. I kind of like the aspect of uh, the stealth mechanics in this, in this one. And also the biggest driving factor here is like, even for the uh, having the day one offering for the PlayStation, like extra experience, that's huge. You know, mm-hmm. that does not happen with Sony that does not really happen too much on PlayStation platforms. There have been no. Some I mean, we've had like we've had like indie games now? day one. Yeah, yeah, we've had like indie games day one. Yeah, we had like the Samurai Warriors three earlier this year on PlayStation Now day one. Uh, but this, yeah, like, I mean, like obviously like the new big PlayStation thing starts uh, next Monday the thirteenth um, for us. So kind of like the it seems like this might be the first big one to come to it. So I'll move on next. Well, actually, the sixth is coming Monday, but the one after well, that. Well, that's why I meant next 13th, Monday. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm counting like the, the next week. No, don't don't <laughs> argue with semantics, okay, me Gables. It. Don't confuse you. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, on the thirteenth of June, uh, that's supposed to be kicking off here. Uh, so yeah, I mean, definitely, like I, I'm to don't like feel like the need to like upgrade to the next tiers, but like I could see myself like I have PS Plus I think paid off to like June of 2024. So. Um, I don't really want to like, I mean, there's deals you can do where like, you can like, uh, you know, you can kind of upgrade your tiers and I'll cut the time in half for you if you want to. Um, so I don't know, like, uh, it's gonna be definitely like, I want to see reviews in that game. Uh, cause if it comes out and like, I don't know, it looks good. It's like, like, is this game a seven, you know, or is this game like more than that? Is this game would be really, really good. Like how big of a game is this really? 
Like, uh, I'm definitely interested in this game, especially if it was a dog, it'd be a day one. I'm getting, I'm playing this game, but cat, you know, I'm, I'm a little more iffy on, you know, you know, those fuckers, you can't trust them sometimes, you know, uh, <laughs> but moving on Gables, uh, Callisto protocol, my new, uh, most anticipated game outside of God of War for the rest of the year. Um, it was revealed. We got gameplay here. This is uh striking distance. This is like the former dead space creators, yes. like their new studio. They made, uh, they're being originally people that maybe people still don't remember. This is supposed to be in the PUBG universe, and they said it's no last week. They know, like there was a Game Informer, like it was on the cover uh, for this month's Game Informer, mm-hmm. and they did like a big uh, interview. I actually, uh, read that one. It's uh, kind of went through some of it. They they like proclaimed and like they stuck to the fact it's coming out in 2022. We got some gameplay for that, um, and then we got the release date December second, 2022. So wow, coming in late, very very late. Um, so this game, if it needs delayed, um, doesn't. Because they, I mean, January twenty fifth next year, Dead Space remake comes out. So, very much they are trying to get this out before Dead Space. And I understand that because Dead Space obviously has more of a name to it. But and this game comes out afterwards, it might you know it might hurt this game. But like, I love what we saw of this game. Um, Summer Game Fest. Uh, Jeff Keighley said there's gonna be a demo for this game at, at it. Uh, but just the little bit we got out of this. Uh, I'm a huge like astronomy nerd. I love watching. I, I spend hours on YouTube, um, every month just watching astronomy shit. Uh, and as soon as we saw Jupiter, I'm like, okay, it's close to protocol. Callisto was a moon up Jupiter. Uh, but like, just I'm a nerd for like 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 Mass Effect. We can just look out of, like look out the window and you see stars and shit. Like I'm just a nerd for that shit. And this game, obviously being in space, uh, being a horror game, like I love great like these great survival horror games like you know like evil within the new resident evil like these resident evil games we've been getting over the last few years and like the original dead space games i love those i even like dead space 3 even though it's not a good dead space game it's actually it's a decent game uh but i was blown away anyways i was blown away by this game i thought it looked fantastic looks gorgeous looks scary as shit uh this went from a game i am optimistic about to like i now have like this is to me like Game of the year contender expectations. What about you, Gables? It definitely looks fantastic. From what I've seen, the from the quality of the graphics to what they are initially aiming for, this looks like it's going to hit it out of the park. Yeah. 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 Um. I. Uh, real quick. Um. I went back and I rewatched some of the big trailers out of this thing. Yep. Um. Later on, and I probably I've watched this trailer more times than I watched the Resident Evil Four trailer. Oh. And Resident Evil Four trailers, like I said, Resident Evil Four, one of my favorite games of all time. It's a remake of that. Uh, I just keep watching this trailer, and I'm just blown away by it. Uh, next up here, another game that kind of blew me away. Rollerdrome is a cel-shaded narrative uh, sports game about skating in an arena and shooting dudes. It will be released on PS4 and PS5 August 16th. It's a console exclusive, so it's coming to, I believe it's coming to Epic Game Store um, on for PC. Uh, but I did see a lot. As soon as we saw this, I'm like, oh, it's fucking Sable. The, it was a Game Pass game from last year that was okay. Um and it's still not on PS on PlayStation yet, but uh, I don't. Know, this is actually the Ollie Ollie team, yep. Roller Seven, that's doing this one. Uh, so I the, the, we at least know the skating will be good. Uh, but I yeah, I think this. I mean, depending on like price point and all that, and like uh, I feel like this was definitely this looks like a day one buy for me. What about you, Gibbs? All right. So the core aspects and like the gimmick of the game seems interesting enough. You know, it feels like that uh, it has a bunch of interesting action portion of it. It looks like one of those sort of battle dome sort of-esque 
games and stuff to where you have to go forth and face off against a cluster of like all these other type of opponents and stuff has bullet time. It has like various tricks you can pull off. It has all these crazy acrobatic shots that you can take on. You know, I love the concept of, I do like the overall gimmick of it. I don't think it's going to be a day one thing for me, but I am interested in seeing how well that thing performs. Cause from the initial impression I got, I thought it looks like it's going to be a good game, but I'm not sure if it's going to be a fantastic game. Oh yeah. I'm I'm not like, this isn't like a game that's like, I don't have Clitzo protocol, like game of the year container, but like, this could be like a really good like 7.58 out of 10 right. kind of game, like a really good one of those. Um, and uh, I mean, if like this comes out, it's 30, 40 bucks and generally positive. Like this, this is a single player game because like there's a lot of questions. It's like, is this like an arena shooter like online? It looks like if Tony Hawk and Max Payne developers got together and made a game, this is what it looks like to me. Uh, and yeah, like how, like it's just like how much like how how fun is that like arena stuff going to be? Um, you know, through two hours later. Uh, next game we got up here. Uh, a dating sim action game. I thought this was like, like when I saw this, I'm like, is this fucking Persona? Like, uh, I, <laughs> when I, whenever I see one. anime, yeah, I was like, I, I mean, I don't know Persona. Like, I just see anime and video games. Like, okay, it's my, it's a PlayStation. Could be a Persona. It is Eternites. Uh, it is a dating sim action game. So, Gables, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think I might be in on this game. It's coming to <laughs> PS4, PS5 early next year. Uh, so it's probably come out like next, late next year. Um, they, they said R2 to hold hands. Gables, I'm a sucker for like good moose, uh, not Muso, uh, weeby dating games. Look, looking at you, Haven. Okay. Uh, Catherine. Uh, it looks kind of good. The action of this game does look fairly good. I will say that, man. I mean, the action RPG aspect of this game definitely has some promise. I need to see a bit more from what the initial trailer has, but it definitely has a lot of good potential for it. You know? Yeah. And Gables, would you press R2 to hold her hand? Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, of course this thing's an action dating like action dating sim game, you know. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of in on it. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um Street Fighter 6 was shown off. Uh Looks like it's like you can actually create a fighter. Uh it's coming to PS4 and PS5. Uh, I don't think I think I don't I think it's coming to all the consoles this time. It, it, From what initial uh, thing for Street Fighter Six here, it's like it, it's coming obviously on PS4 and PS5, but it, it actually is coming to Steam. It is coming to Xbox Series X and S, no Switch. But at the same point, this is the trailer that I have actually rewatched over and over, even more so than say Resident Evil Four or even the game that we'll mention later on at the state of the play Tuna. here. Um. Well, Tunic, yeah. I've watched that. <laughs> I've watched that one more than Tunic, that's for sure. But, uh, yes, man. It's like, this game, this gameplay that we saw, though, there was a lot of fantastic things about it. It's fucking colorful. The hits look freaking heavy. There's a lot of technicality that is tossed into some of these simple movements here. There, I even went through and uh, checked out some bit of other reaction videos and also in terms of going on to like the Capcom's website and go into some of the mechanics of it. There is a drive system that you can go through in regards to sort of parry specific fighters attacks or combo into a specific type of attack and stuff. This drive meter and stuff, once it runs out and stuff, you have to wait for the thing to recharge over time and stuff. It's a, this game reminds me of two games that I love very much that I played a lot of growing up. 
Street Fighter Alpha 3 and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. And what those two games have in common to what Street Fighter 6 has is a lot of you have a lot of risk and reward in terms of the previous entry, Street Fighter 5 and stuff. You could get away with just being a lot of like say defensive play orientation stuff like that there wasn't really too much risk involved in some aspects of it but by looking inside of street fighter 6 from the get-go and stuff you have a lot of things to your advantage to where it pays off for you to try to go forth and just put in a lot of risk from the get-go like if you go through and completely drain this drive meter and stuff to go all offensive stuff and you are hitting things like just like one after another or comboing one after another it will reward you for that. You know, it, this is a lot of subtle changes that I do like in regards to the character design. Two of the characters that were initially in a, like shown during the initial trailer, you know, we had Ryu, who's definitely looks more like a, a martial artist, like master, you know, in regards to that from reading his uh, little description and stuff like that. He's basically, Still trying to improve himself. He freed himself from this, like, one evil, like, martial arts dude, the Satsui no Hado. That's, like, a dark form that Akuma is, like, one of the masters of. Like, one of the more, the most evil in regards to, like, the shadow fighters and the shit. But uh, we saw a couple new characters. And some we, I didn't even know were inside that trailer until going through and slowing down and seeing specific portions so it's like we were introduced to a new Muay Thai, sort of like almost a drunken master style of fighter called Jamie. His moves are fucking cool. This looks like a break dancer combined with like other elements of say like uh, in sort of like some aspects of like say like a chart, like a little stacking sort of system and stuff. Every time you take a drink or something, you like you power up some bit of like form of uh, maybe agility or some form of like setup into some other form stuff he looks like he plays radically different to say like what we saw with luke in regards to some aspects of just being like almost like a berserker in some aspects i mean when you see the initial fight between ryu and chun li and like that stage those sakura blossoms falling down and like behind the scenes and stuff like that the background that stage oh looks so fucking beautiful it looks so well done in regards to that stuff it also was fairly cool seeing that uh, the references to Metro City from, like, Final Fight and stuff, and also little references to the Mad Gear gang with uh, one of the bosses you actually got the ch chance to play against, like, during that arcade game and stuff. You see him inside one of the stages, like, front and center. I will say, from looking at the initial thing, the background characters inside some of these stages, they look fucking rough, especially some of the former fighters that were from Street Fighter V, like Poison and Hugo. Also references from Final Fight and stuff, but uh, in regards to the whole gameplay aspect and stuff, it looks heavy. The strikes, you look like you can actually feel them. They look visually stunning. You actually see visual cues on the screen in regards to when you go through and you execute a, a parry or if you execute a, a block or if you go into specific combos, how the paint and all these other colors drip onto the ground and stuff. And you can keep track of, like, how long they keep on, the, like, the ground or something until they fade away when you do another combo and stuff. It visually looks striking. I mean, it had me physically excited in regards to what 
initial possibilities for Street Fighter Six is going to be at launch because it looks a hell of a lot more interesting than what Street Fighter Five looked at launch. It also doesn't have the caveat of being exclusive to one platform for the entirety of its generation. It also has the added thing where it's more urban in regards to the whole looks and styles. It gives him that vibes like Street Fighter Three was, especially Third Strike. But yeah, maybe when it comes out, it'll actually be done. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It will done to the extent of what a fighting game can be done in the modern day 2022 without. Well, it's like the Street Fighter Five came out and didn't have arcade mode or the single player mode. Yeah, for months later. Yeah, there was a bunch of complicated issues regarding that release and stuff, and it was more than just like, say, Sony pressuring stuff. There was a bunch of Evo and a bunch of like other type of stuff that tied in that time. But it doesn't look like they're going to have that type of issue with this game when it eventually launches next year. But other than like Jamie, there were a couple of characters revealed in the last possible scene of that hub world, like that hub like place and stuff where your creative character looks like they're going to be going through, you know, you saw this one, like another new character that's flashing the screen, like Kimberly, I think her name is. But from looking at other videos online, of reactors and people that have been breaking down the trailers, you can actually see confirmations of uh, classic characters like Cammy and Guile and like other sorts of characters, which kind of ties into another piece of news that kind of leaked in regards to after that trailer was released. There are character sheets that have been released that look like the official arts, and it does confirm what we did see inside the trailers. So this looks honestly, in my honest, in my opinion, it looks like there's some people inside of Capcom that really want the fans to be excited to go into Street Fighter Six. It's it's almost confirmed, like, almost all that damn character lists and stuff. That character art has been official, like, the roster and shit. Yeah, they pretty much confirmed it on Twitter today, so. Oh, yeah, Capcom did? Yeah. Goddamn. Like, yeah, like, and like a jokingly, joking, like, people, like, you guys know more about. This game you should or whatever. It was really it was it was, it was worded pretty funnily, funnily, um, but yeah, like they've pretty much all but confirmed. Like Dude. I think like what twenty two fighters, yeah, uh, were on that list. So twenty two fighters from the list, not counting anything that they may introduce inside the season pass or season passes yeah. going down the line. Considering Street Fighter Five had like what five seasons, I want to say, but. Uh, this has me the most excited of a Street Fighter launch than the past 10 years, give or take. You know, Street Fighter 4, I loved that game when that thing launched. I rented it. I played the shit out of Super Street Fighter 4 when that version came out. And some of Ultra, Street Fighter 6, I fucking want to be all in day one. This looks fantastic. This looks like something I want to play. And quite fucking honestly, man, this was definitely one of the high spots inside that whole state of play. Well, I'm very, see, people are pretty happy about this one. So that's cool. I'm just not, I, I, you know, I'm not a fighting game guy. Understood. So I like like the more, more combat and injustice, stuff like that. I'm a basic bitch when it comes to fighting games. Uh, next up here though, we had tunic. Uh, it's the Fox game. Uh, that's like if dark souls, Fox, uh, was put in a, uh, a Zelda game, like an old school Zelda game. Uh, that's coming to PS4 and PS5 on September 27th. Uh, that's been on game pass for a couple months now. Um, people really seem to like that yes. game. I thought it was fine. Um, but people mostly are very positive about that game. Um, seasons, a letter to the future. We've seen this game last year, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, at the PlayStation five showcase in September. 
Uh, we got some more on this one. This is like from the Darwin Project developer. Um, uh, Scavengers is their name. Uh, we got a trailer for this one. We got some more gameplay. It's coming uh, and it's supposed to be autumn 2022. Love the vibes about this game. It just looks, this feels like a good fall game. It's a, uh, uh, a woman. She is like going around and like taking pictures and recording videos. And I believe like, I can't remember like exactly what the story is. Like she's either like she's dying or like something like a apocalypse is coming or something like that she's just like recording like doing a diary and like all the stuff that's going on before either she dies or apocalypse i can't remember which one it is maybe maybe it's both i guess if it's the apocalypse but uh i think that this game last year when they showed this game off i was came away uh very positive but i'm usually a sucker for games that like have very cool unique art styles um and i don't know at the very least i feel like this game i'm gonna like i want to like i don't typically watch people play do a game like play through a game but this feels like a game I just would enjoy watching like a walkthrough for at least online. Just like the, the music of this, the vibes of it. Um, this seems like a very fun game. Maybe it'll come out and be like a PlayStation Plus game or something. I don't know. But like uh, I can't wait. Pretty positive about it. Anything you want to add to those two gables? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, not too much. I mean, it's kind of interesting seeing that Tunic was only a six-month exclusive in that regards. But uh, at the same time, I'm glad it's coming to PS4, PS5 and stuff. More gamers get a yep. chance to experience it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Final Fantasy 16. We got some more gameplay from this one. Uh, we did find out some more news here that the Devil May Cry uh, combat director for, uh, for DMC5 is also the combat director for this game. Huh. Um, we've seen the summons were battling in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music was, compl- was fucking awesome mm-hmm. when they were doing the Final Fantasy theme. And then also... S- uh, the opera singing of the the summons uh, during it. Uh, the gameplay looks it looks like a fucking like a, a fighting game like health bars. Um, target date of summer next year, which is I mean, I think a year. A, nice. Yeah, yeah, about a year away. A little further than I thought. Maybe I did not think it would come out this year. I've talked about this over and over again. I even mentioned it in the live reaction uh, that I did that, uh, I didn't think it'd be this year because Forspoken, which is also by, yeah. uh, Square Enix is coming in October. So I'm like kind of stupid, put like the kind of, but this is, I guess Square Enix is all the same team that put four games out in the month of March. So, um, it, I guess it would be completely impossible, but I didn't think they would. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, summer 2020, a little farther. I thought this was to be a 2021 game. So I thought early next year, but I mean, summer 2023, I'm, so I'm going to assume holiday 2023, right. more likely. Uh, but, the more we see this game, like I'm like, okay, this game looks kind of cool. I am not a Final Fantasy guy at all, except for I, like I've talked about over and over again. I played one and two mm-hmm. way back in the day on Game Boy Advance. Uh, I played Seven Remake uh, a couple years ago, and I fucking adore that. One of my favorite games, one of the most fun games I played in a very long time. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm my jaw was dropped watching this game. <laughs> it just looks cool and hype and just. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, it's probably a lot of that has to do with the music, for how well, how good that music was. Fucking incredible. Uh, but yeah, I was. I'm. I'm. Come way blown away by this game. Give us what you thought, dude. When I looked at this trailer initially, I was like, what the fuck is going on with all these summons and stuff like that? There's a lot of action orientation stuff. There's a lot of this and that. But having watched it a couple different times and stuff, it seems like to me that there's like specific characters in this game that have like these big forms and stuff that are the summons themselves like they are the summons or some shit like this you know i got this epic sort of like big old fucking 
like kai, not kaiju battles, man, but like just these big yeah, no kaiju battles, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, that's initially what I thought of initially because it's like you have the fucking Godzilla, like Phoenix on like uh, that summon and stuff against like Titan and like like Garuda and stuff and Odin and like Shiva and all these other classic Final Fantasy summons. They go through and they list every single one that they they probably have right now inside the game, even like the mo- more obscure, like powerful ones like Bahamut. And like uh, from the initial action, from the initial everything I saw in this regards, this gives off a more darker tone for Final Fantasy in general. You can actually, I think this is going to be a fucking M-rated Final Fantasy game, dude. It definitely has that sort of potential. There's a lot of adult-oriented things, even from the introductory, introductory like, uh, Reveal trailer and stuff. When you see that kid, see his dad is getting like just fucking just executed like right in front of him. That was one. And then like yeah. you have like almost sort of like a even from this trailer, you see like, a, like almost like a bedroom sort of like scene or something like that. Yeah, you know? see, you don't see anything, but you could like you get they're the naked, this, a naked male uh, man and woman. But yeah, like you don't see like nudity. Yeah. But yeah, I was like okay. But all these, just... all this intense like action RPG esque sort of stuff. It leading into these big old epic sort of kaiju-esque summon battles and stuff has me freaking excited. And other types of stuff, you know, it, it also gave me the reminiscence of, like, those... You know how those fucking big old, like, Megazord battles and stuff like that? You fucking have, like, Power Rangers against these Monster of the Week sort of shit? It has this big old epic feel to it. And yeah. I'm a fan of every fucking bit of it. You know, this... I want to see more yeah. of Final Fantasy sixteen. This looked fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm blown away by this game. Uh, I am not like a high fantasy type of guy. Uh, like I'm, I'm in a seven more just because like the, it's like because of that. Like there's definitely there's always exceptions to the rules. Like I love Dragon Age, one uh, and two is fine. Uh, but you know like, I love Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings back in the day. Uh, but like there's always exceptions to the rules. But like typically like when I see like high fantasy type of games, I'm like ah, I'm out. Uh, you really got to be like exceptional to bring me in. Uh, and this looks pretty good. Uh, so I might be in, uh, but yeah, I, I, I was blown away with this one, but, uh, yeah, I mean, overall thoughts, Gables, what, what was your opinion on this state of play? Okay. The high highs and stuff in order from what my interests were, it's like, I was happy about Spider-Man coming to steam, you know, PC in general and stuff. Then after that, you know, the Callisto protocol stuff, I like that. After that, oh, Resident Evil 4 yeah. remaster, then you had Street Fighter six. And then on like, the top one is final fantasy 16 and stuff so i can at least call five great positive things that happen inside that state of play and stuff i know some of the lows you know it's like okay it's like like you had like the whole playstation vr stuff the thing about not knowing about final fantasy 8's like not final fantasy what the fuck resident evil 8's like dlc and stuff like that you know that was also a kind of like a hit also kind of like a downer for me yeah, but I'd rather have four than eight right, DLC. Right, understandable. So, yes, yeah. understandable in that. But overall, I thought that this was a solid B plus in regards to like a state of play. This is this yeah. is a third party oriented stuff. I did have lower expectations because it was going to be some PSVR stuff on top of third party stuff. But man, the third party stuff they showed were fairly strong, and it was memorable to say the least. This is the best I felt that Sony could have done in this situation from a third party sort of presentation. Like, if they had just made it a regular, just state of play with everything in it, including a lot of first party stuff, like teasing, whatever type yeah. of this, this would have been one of the absolute best, in my opinion. 
Yeah, definitely. If this was a showcase instead of a state of play, uh, my hype level went a lot higher. I would expect a lot more. I would have expected God of War. I would have expected mm-hmm. uh, way more out of this than what it was. But, like, yeah, going in, like, they did a decent job of expectations. I talked about this last week when we were talking about what we thought would be there, what we, th- we think could be there. And I was like, I, there was a, I didn't think God of War was going to be there because they like said it was going to be PSVR. Yes. And third party, we uh, stick it to that. But I'm like, well, they didn't say this wouldn't be there, but like they did by saying it was third party. But like, uh, I thought overall, like this was definitely like on grading on grading on a curve of state of plays. Cause I've talked about over and over again, state of plays are usually very specific based. Like they're never huge, huge things at these, at these events. Um, they're typically like the lower end stuff, uh, for, for games, um, so I was like, I, I, I grading on, on a curve for a state of play, it was an A plus. Mm-hmm. If you're care, c- comparing this to like press conference like E3, the best of E3s or the best of the like PlayStation showcases, it's like a B mm. uh, for sure. But like, yeah, like you said, it was like this is what you want from these events, these directs, press conferences, whatever. You start with something big, you have a big thing in the middle, and you end with something big, and they hit all three of those. We had it was well Resident balanced. Callisto Protocol, Final Fantasy 16. Those are the big three of it. Um, you know, we had, I mean, just getting the confirmation of four was awesome. Yeah, like I'd, rather, I'd love to have, see the Resident Evil 8 DLC. That was one of my favorite games of last year. Um, but like I said, I'd rather take I'd take f- four confirmation with a date way over a DLC. And I, right. I still think uh, the Summer Game Fest is coming up. Capcom is a part of that. I don't know if this includes Capcom being a part of this Summer Game Fest event. Um, that could definitely be at Summer Game Fest, um, actual like main show. Uh, but yeah, I was um, blown away by it. it's. Yeah, it's like I said, state of, as a state of play, it's the best one ever. But that's the the bar is pretty low. Uh, if you're not like for when I'm talking about like game specific, uh, state of plays have had like the Horizon Forbidden West state of plays or Last of Us state of plays. Like definitely those are way better. I thought. Uh, but like as a on its own state of play, a bunch of shit being shown off. This was by far the best one. But yeah, like it's definitely like it's still a very good event direct conference, we're going to call right. it. Um, so a good kickoff for this thing, especially like I said, like expectations, not high. Uh, but yeah, I th- I'm, I'm blown away by it. And um, the calendar, my uh, my gaming game, the games, my games list of games I'm going to buy uh, with, you know, is, is uh, expanding. So um, but moving on, Gables, we are going long. Uh, so we got some other news here. Uh, Madden 23, we got some news on that one. Uh, June 1st is officially going to be called Madden Day. Um, we got the, because that was the day that the original Madden came out. Um, that we got the announcement of the cover athlete. It is actually John Madden, which is perfect. Uh, I talked about initially when he passed away, one of the first things I tweeted was he needs to be on the cover Absolutely. of the next Madden. It's, uh, he was on the cover for the first like eight, nine years, I believe. Um, until I believe 97, uh, Dorsey Levins, who was a Green Bay Packer running back, was the first person to technically be on the cover. Um, you know, I am a huge fan of the Madden video games. If you've been listening for a long time, you know that I put hundreds of hours in the Madden every year. I only, I'm a franchise gamer though. I don't do the, the ultimate stuff or play online. I like to just do franchise mode. Um, and, uh, so they talked about, they gave some updates as well. They showed some gameplay. They're like, they have the field sense stuff, which I'm curious what that means. Like, oh, and now you can like throw it right where you want your receiver, like where you want the ball to go. I'm like, like, okay. Like it's, 
like we tried this like back in Madden 06, the one with Donald McNabb on the cover, where they had like the the cone vision thing, where you use the right stick to like to move the cone, and like that would like kind of help you throw the ball where you want it to be, and that was just garbage. And they didn't they like they brought it back, but like they made it optional for a couple of years, and they just but like you had to turn you had to go into the options to turn it on if you wanted it, and they just got rid of it. Um, so it kind of looks like that. Maybe it's better though. Um, they announced that the uh, uh, the fr- face of the franchise stuff they're changing that around uh they added that you can use like cornerback i think initially all you could do is like wide receiver defensive tackle tight end and quarterback and now they have they've added a cornerback to that so they could you could be a defensive back safety or a corner um franchise are doing more changes that like they said like the the like the free agency stuff will be more realistic which is you can actually like this is very nerdy like in-depth stuff for me like the, it's been a lot of complaints for a lot of years now about franchise mode for like the last six, seven years has just been garbage and they haven't made any changes to it in the last couple of years. They made updates, but it's, they're getting better, but it's not perfect. And now they're really focusing on like some of the things they've had in the past are like slowly bringing back. So like one of the big things is like they're having uh, now you can actually like when you like offer somebody a contract, you can like you can actually like build how you can make the contract how you want it instead of like in the last like decade or so like you used to be able to like do you want to make this contract like you can actually like put in there what like how the money you you can like dictate how much money they get each year right. so you get offer them five years 50 million dollars you can give them the minimum player minimum in year one and you can just make it you can back load the contract all the big money's at the end of the contract or you can front load the contract so it makes it like it makes it a little easier for like like the cap wise, like you can like, it makes it like more realistic. Cause like a lot of teams, like you might see somebody, a player, he gets like a 10 year, hundred million dollar contract, but like all the money, like the majority of the money is like the last two years. Right. And most like, it's like, he's getting paid like $5 million for like six years. And then like the last like two years is like all the money is coming in, whatever. Um, so they're making it more realistic. Like, it's not just like, and it's not like right away you get an answer. Like it's like players can actually like, drag out the like the like the 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 uh contract talks you can't it's not just like you offer them a contract right away they'll tell you yes or no uh same with free agency i hope the, the big complaint like like i said this is real nerdy shit the my biggest issue is like the the franchise gets fucked up as years goes along because there's like no common sense in the way the free agency works because like say you know the patriots draft a first round quarterback who's a 78 and like, okay, so that's like the, this guy is like your franchise, uh, but then like, say Kirk Cousins is as a free agent the next year. Uh, and even though that quarterback played really well, but now Kirk Cousins say he's a seventy-nine overall. Um, that the Patriots would like then sign him to like thirty million dollars a year. So now they have this first-round quarterback they just drafted, but then they, immediately they the next year they uh, sign a quarterback that's one spot higher for a ridiculous amount of money. So like. None of the teams have any cap space. Uh, all the teams are maxed out cap space. They just have a ton of like mediocre players because even though they have like a bunch of like the team will have like three 92s receivers, they'll like sign like a 95 receiver right. in free agency and give them big money. It's like they, they yeah. So like they need to like they need to do a better job with that. I hope this fixes that and does a better job with it because that's like after like a few years, it's like you look at like every team is just like stagnant like nobody gets any better nobody really gets any worse because like and nobody ever has any money so like when you want to make trades nobody can make trades because everybody's fucking capped out because they spent yep. all their money getting marginally better 
Uh, so I hope that like that like real nerdy shit like it's like like I think the gameplay is almost perfected at this point. Like this is like it's incredibly fun to play. Uh, I, I'm still going back and playing like Madden 22 right now. I can play like three games a day. Still love it. Um, like the face of the franchise are fixing as well because like it's just garbage. It has been like they have they try to put a story mode in it. Try to do the NBA 2K stuff. Uh, the story mode sucks. It takes forever to get, actually get to like the actual like NFL part of it. Like you do the high school. You do, like you can't skip the cutscenes. The 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 voice acting is so generic, and the the story is so generic. I hate it. And then the the the, the storylines and like the college part is sucks. Um, so it's something to get rid of that, especially with the NCAA football or whatever it's gonna be called, college football twenty three coming out next year. Um, so it sounds they're doing away with that, and then they're also gonna get away like I I was I'm playing that today. I was playing that a little bit today as well. I, I jumped back for franchise and like face the franchise is like superstar mode where you like you you build like your player and you you play through a career and you only control that player. And what's annoying is like my team like I'm a jet I'm the Jets quarterback. My team is five and four, but they keep giving me like in my rookie season, so nine games in. Uh, I'm five and zero oh in games I play the entire game, but four times in my fucking rookie year they have made it so like oh let's see if your team can come back from a twenty to nothing deficit in the fourth or a twenty point deficit in the fourth quarter. It's like okay cool I can score twenty eight points in the fourth quarter, but my defense gave up fourteen points in the fourth quarter, so I, I'm fucked. So I'm five and four because four times in nine games they make it they just give you like this insurmountable odds where it's like if I was playing the game in franchise mode controlling the defense yeah i can do that no problem like i play a shit ton of madden i could do that but it's like it's just i hate it it just drives me fucking nuts i was like i just want to play as my character that i made named after myself and i just want to play as him and just play the fucking game let me play the fucking game (laughs) anyways i'm going on a rant uh i'm incredibly excited for this i love the fact that madden's on the cover uh i grew up i i i'm like a lot of people i watch monday night football every week uh, religiously because of John Madden. Mm-hmm. I'm a football fan because of Madden, because of the video games, and then also because of John Madden. Um, so I will forever love that man for the rest of my life. Uh, balled like a baby when he passed away. Balled like a baby when he retired. Um, love that guy. And I always buy Madden dig- digitally. I might buy my buy this one physically because it's going to be really important to me. To, like I want to own a physical copy of that game because yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's fucking John Madden, and uh, I'll never be able to repay that man. Even though like he doesn't really, he doesn't get like really. I know he's not physically getting that money, or his family's not really getting all that money. But like, I don't know. I just want like it's important to me to have that copy. So yeah, I'm gonna probably buy it physically because of that. But moving on, Gables. Sorry, I kind of spent time on that one. Uh, Dragon Age Dreadwolf, Dragon Age Four officially got a name. Uh, it's called Dreadwolf. Um, they said they're gonna talk about more next uh, later this year. Okay. Uh, it's coming out next year. Don't know why the fuck they bother talking about it. Uh, <laughs> like, another, they just give a name. That's all. It's it like another mundane update for another date, and then to another yeah. date to announce another date. Yeah. So uh, they've been talking about this. Like they've been they revealed this game uh, four years ago at this yep. point, five years ago. Uh, it's pretty, apparently on on pace to be a holiday twenty twenty three game. So what do you fucking do? Uh, Modern Warfare Two is going to reveal on June eighth. They teased this last week, and they're teaser trailer that they had last week yeah they had they teased it in that teaser trailer and they're gonna do their teaser trailer on june 8th um no idea what they're gonna like show off because uh summer game fest announced this week that they're gonna do the camp uh do the campaign reveal 
at Summer Game Fest, which is the on the day after. So I'm guessing this is like the multiplayer part. Um, but I don't know. It seems really weird. But I don't know. I don't really have anything on that one. Anything you want to add on that one, Gables? No, not really. <laughs> okay, and finally, Sonic Frontier. We got gameplay on that one. We got one, but not one, but two. We got like the we got the first gameplay on Wednesday that showed like the open world parts of it. Uh, then we got the gameplay reveal that Gables and I watched right before the show. Uh, that showed like the the combat of the game. Uh, this game, uh, I can't believe they. This was a designed piece to sell the game to make people excited for this game. This wasn't someone live demoing the game. This wasn't like John Smith playing the game. This was a developer mm-hmm. showing you how this game runs. There was like cuts in the in this gameplay to like get to the next sequence. Um, and I watched the first IGN, the original one that just showed you walk going around the open world. I fell asleep twice during it. I had to restart it three times to finally watch the whole thing. Uh, the second one, Gables, I almost wanted to take a power nap afterwards. Uh, this game looks boring as shit. Looks awful. Um, I hear a lot of Sonic fans defending this because it's like it just needs to be a seven. How abused are Sonic fans at this point? Where it's like you've been getting sixes and maybe sevens for twenty fucking years, and now you're just hoping like this is supposed to be the next big. This is supposed to be their big thing. And now you're just hoping that maybe it's a 7.5. I don't know. This game needs to be delayed, maybe scrapped completely. This game looks like trash. Gables, what about you? Wow, this game was rough. And not just initially from the onset. There were some elements that looked interesting. But like you were stating, in regards to the level design, in terms of the open world exploration aspects, lots of pop-in. Lots of various little performance issues stuff. The gameplay portion that you let me watch in regards to the whole battle mechanic stuff. God, I felt like I was going to go to sleep to this damn thing because it literally gave me flashbacks of Pitter Pot. And the reason why it gave me flashbacks to Pitter Pot is because of how fucking boring the gameplay was that it definitely made me want to fall asleep. Yeah, and- Pitter Pot is one of the worst games that Gable's ever played in his entire life. I made him, he lost a bet to me, so he had to play it. Um, uh, it's it's a terrible game. Uh, it's made by like, I don't want to be rude, but it's like one guy makes this game, but it's an awful game. Uh, for people I don't know, uh, just look it up, just Google Pitter Pot, uh, and you'll understand. But yeah, but I Gables, yeah. that's really mean. That's really mean. That's probably the meanest thing I've ever heard you say, but it feels accurate. But go it ahead. definitely, it definitely, yes, it definitely is accurate in this regards because even though that they were aiming for a aspect of a gameplay to where you can do like a bunch of like basic attacks and stuff to attack other type of robots and other type of beings or something that one sequence that looks like you're going up like this sort of shadow of a colossus like giant creature of some form and stuff and just beating and destroying the pillars of what it is in order to take it all down that looks so long and drawn out and stuff like that that it literally yeah did not look like it was fun at all look like a chore and when you have a Sonic game, which fundamentally you've been touting as like, oh, this is like an open world Sonic game. This is going to be one of the one of the shining pieces in regards to that. And you show this in regards to the week for let's go IGN exclusive. Not only is it rough, but if you release it inside of that type of state, like when it does release and stuff, people are going to be fucking pissed. 
And yeah, yeah, this game needs at least minimum another year in the oven with this. There needs to be some substantial things done to this because it looks generic. There's a lot of pop in. Sonic, the character himself, is looks like the best thing out of that whole entire thing, right? It looks like a big old style clash to where there are elements of interesting element. There's like elements of different types of gameplay in regards to traversal through forest or tra- traversal through specific portions and stuff. But the technic the technical issues, the freaking battle mechanics and stuff, these need to be reworked. These absolutely need to be performed better. And considering that this is going to be a game that's going to be coming on Switch too, it's like, what the fuck, yeah. dude? This is going to be... I am concerned that if this thing comes on Switch and stuff, it's going to be another Sonic Boom situation for fucking Wii U. It's... <laughs> yeah. Oh maybe maybe just scrap the Switch version. If if that's the issue, just scrap that. And just... just I don't know. It just felt like... It's like Instead of being inspired by Pathless, Shadow of the Colossus, and Breath of the Wild, they're just like, what if we just half-ass copy those three this, games? And that's what this game looks like. This made me want to buy Sonic Origins instead, because at least I'm getting Sonic games that I like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, nothing will ever make me want to play a Sonic game. I'd rather eat the shitty Sonic food than play a Sonic game. Um, play this game, for sure. Uh, but let's move on, Gables. Um... I have not played much of anything this week. I have played, um, I started playing, I mentioned to you last week, Gables, I started playing Metal Gear Rising. Mm-hmm. I played a couple of hours of that. It's okay. Um, I can remember, I can understand now why I didn't beat this game. I rented it like 15 years ago. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm probably going to beat it. Uh, like It's not a very long game. Right. I, I just bought it. So it's only, it was like 10 bucks. I bought it. But uh, yeah, I haven't played. That's all I've really played this week. So what about you? All right, so a couple different things. One, I finished Kirby in the Forgotten Lands. I absolutely nice. went through and beat this game. I got all 300 Waddle Ds in regards to this thing, and I did get the damn. And I did get like uh, the true ending of this thing. Going through the last couple of worlds and going through a lot of the aspects of because I think that the last recording I was at like World Three. I think I had finished World Three. I was starting on like World Four, but going through worlds four like five and six and even like world seven in that regards that was some fun experience you know there was a lot of good elements of level design a lot of good elements of explore like experimenting with different types of character abilities you could definitely tell that the mario team worked on this game because this high level of quality not only in terms of the level design but also in terms of what of unique like abilities Kirby gets when he can evolve his powers like to another sort of tier and stuff. It absolutely is a ball. The biggest joy I got was not only just collecting a lot of the Waddle Dees and playing through a lot of those stages, but I loved those little mini games that you could use for specific powers that, that you can actually go and try out and you can, it does a great, and I think I've said this before about this game, but it gives you a great representation of, how those powers are supposed to be used and how you can solve these specific type of puzzles or do whatever in regards to earning like specific like type of pieces in order to uh, unlock some of those like Kirby's powers even further and this and that. Oh my gosh. The final boss of that game. God bless that. That kind of caught me off guard because this is not something I would have expected out of a Kirby game. 
It looked fucking like something from a horror film. But uh, what's hilarious about it is, like, that final boss was not easy. It definitely was something that uh, I had to play through. Let's see. I, it took me about two tries. You know, it wasn't really going to be, like, that overly difficult or something like that. It was just more, like, precision in terms of evasion and also in terms of that. Like, up until that point, you know, a lot of the other bosses and stuff, they hadn't given me that much, like, trouble. Even, like, the one that I had trouble with, like, uh, about a week ago, Silly Dillo and stuff. I did manage to go through and beat him without getting hit. And that's because I... And that's because I figured out that Kirby can fucking slide. <laughs> so that's what I use, the slide mechanic. But, um... No, that last boss for Kirby in the Forgotten Lands, man. Like, after you collect every single Waddle D, and you get to that boss, and then all of a sudden it just evolves into this crazy-ass sort of, like, futuristic sort of shit to where you're battling this epic boss battle, and then all of a sudden, that towards the end of that stuff, it's like you have to try to do, like, a, and it's going to be a little bit of minor spoilers, spoilers and stuff, but you have to escape from this this realm and stuff like that to go back to, like, Planet Popstar and stuff like that. Jesus Christ, me, this is a lot more epic than I thought this was going to be. And the best part about it, even after that, there's a, there is even more, more content that you can go forth and dig into. Because... After that initial thing, and after that whole John Carpenter the Thing sequence, with all of these fucking characters are just getting, like, all these enemy characters are getting swallowed by this goddamn, like, genetics, this sort of, like, biohazard sort of creature or something that's merging with all these other life forms and stuff. Oh, my gosh. You can actually go back to that world that you escaped from, and you can go to different, like, almost, like, Neo versions of uh, those stages that you just gone through and beat i've only went through the world one and uh gotten all 50 of these pieces from that stage because now it's like they have these other type of collectibles you can go through and do and the maximum is like 50 per like world stages and stuff so it's like seven in all and so i got 50 in that but after i did that i decided to want to give a little bit of break for kirby the forgotten lands because that was a lot. That was at least close to around, at least over 20 hours or so of gameplay I put into that game. That was a lot more than I thought that I was going to spend. But it is definitely one of the best games of this year. Absolutely one of the best games of this year. Oh, yeah. Give me your contender right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other game, which I did tip you off of last night, which I kind of went through and said, yeah, you know, yeah, Tyler knew that I was going to eventually go forth and dive into the Witch Queen, and that's going to be somewhat towards a little lull period, and the month of June set up, and I got until the end of this month and, like, July and stuff, or some other heavy hitters and stuff. So I bought the Witch Queen. It was, that expansion was discounted for the Deluxe Edition, so I spent, like, about 60-something, and it, it's, like, over, like, whatever type of price I, I think it was like 70s or like possibly like 90s or something like that but uh, yeah. i had a chance to try the first couple of missions it's not bad it's actually fairly interesting and also the elements of experimenting with this one weapon you get called the glaive and stuff to where you can insert certain modifications into this damn thing it's a fucking gun sword 
it's basically the type of weapon and stuff to where you can aim it with your sword and stuff. You can shoot like almost these shotgun blasts from this damn sword, but you can use it as a melee weapon. It's crazy looking. But was only it was an umbrella. Yeah, I know, right? The most hilarious part is myself and uh, three other friends and stuff that uh, live locally. We were playing that game online last night. We decided to try a couple of different things and stuff. They helped me a couple of story missions and also this one aspect of uh, the revitalized and like reworked Gambit mode to where it's not so much like it's not so much that uh, you could. Uh, there's a little tweaks here and there. I can't really pin down exactly what has changed other than like when you do some of prime evil and stuff like that, that uh, the corresponding enemies are supposed to beat before. we can keep him without uh, him dying or losing his moats in general just him now there's a achievement there is a supposed like triumph in this game in destiny 2 to where if you are in the team or if you yourself were to like say collect and bank 75 moats without dying that pops up and that's extremely difficult because you have matches to where you have a lot of people that can invade your match, not counting the uh, NPC like uh, enemies and stuff that are going to be trying to gun for you and stuff while you're collecting these moats. And then you have like three other teammates and stuff that could, you know, potentially take the moats and stuff and then just don't, uh, you know, bank them yourself. We got our one friend. We got everything else all right and stuff. And what's hilarious about it, at that end of the match, we did get that achievement, right, as a team. He had 105 moats <laughs> without dying, you know, with the moats, you know, without dying, like, losing any of those moats and stuff. But as far as the Witch Queen expansion goes so far, I am liking what I'm seeing story-related, dealing a lot with, like, a Savathun and stuff like that, and her kind of infiltration into, like, the Vanguard, and also in regards to uh, corrupting... Corrupting some bit of like the whole, the whole like uh, traveler thing to like one bit at a time and stuff, and then like uh, having these hive aliens and stuff like that, having their own ghosts that can actually reanimate them, like revive them and stuff, like the actual Destiny Two players can. That's an interesting touch, but yeah, there's still a lot more I need to dive into with this. I'm not even anywhere close to being done with it, and I just started it last night, so there will definitely some more be some more talk about it. In future episodes. So that's it right. for me. Very cool, Gables. Well, we need to get out here. We're going really long. We still got two more shows to do after this. So thank you so much for listening. If you liked all this, please look in the show notes. Uh, and there'll be links in there to wherever we're at. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, Podcasts, all those places. Uh, please like, follow, subscribe. Tell your friends. Please five-star reviews if you can. Uh, if you don't want to leave a five or a four-star, just don't bother. Just, just don't. You know, keep Keep listening, keep watching, whatever. But don't don't review. It's fine. <laughs> Thumbs up only. And uh, every time you uh, click the uh, like button on the YouTube channel, uh, Gables will feel that wherever he's at. It's a word of advice <laughs> junk. Uh, so thank you guys once again so much for watching, listening, whatever. I was just so telling. And I've been Colonel Gables. Thank you everybody for being you and helping out where it matters the most, and that is by watching another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. 
They gave yep. us. I was just. Wait, what? I'm I'm so I'm very tired. Hey, Gables, too sweet. Too sweet, man. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Jesus Christ, it's late. I forgot what the. I didn't even know what the hell you said there. That, but I don't know. I I don't know either. I started mumbling. Just started All right, bye, guys. Mumblings. It's like it's like. Are you okay, Tyler? Are you having a stroke? I don't know, man. I'm having. I think I'm having a brain aneurysm. It's very late. God damn it. Oh.